Ryan, my birthday was on Sunday. Right. And Chris's birthday was last week. I just now saw, because I told Thomas happy birthday, but I had no idea I even <laughs> missed Chris's birthday. I don't go on Facebook. I just went on. That's the only reason I only, accidentally. That's the only way you'd know it was my birthday is if you went on Facebook. I am surprised. How else would I know? Did they did they change the mega thread to your to some to the, the title of the or the title of premium to yeah, say that it yeah, was your birthday? I, I did. Yep. For Chris's. Yeah. See, this is why Thomas is my best friend. Huh. I probably this is didn't. Why go on... you're stuck looking for best friends in parking lots? I probably didn't go on premium that whole day either. So, how else would I have known? It, if I didn't I, go on I, Facebook and I didn't go on premium, there's no way because. I knew it was Thomas's birthday because somebody put something about banana pizza birthday. They put something the about banana t- hammocks and as the title of premium. And so then I went on Facebook and I saw people were telling Thomas happy birthday. And I said, Oh, it's Thomas's birthday. Can you guys believe that uh, Chris has had a hundred birthdays? I mean, a hundred episodes. Can you guys believe we had a hundred episodes? Yeah. I believe that more than I believe Chris had a hundred birthdays. <laughs> there was, uh, I was listening to a Swedish podcast today. Uh, when I was walking home and they were talking about how there are these ads on TV with this one bank that's like aimed at old people. So old people are able to take a loan and use like their, um, uh, what do you, what do you call it that you put up as a collateral, uh, like use their house or something. Balls. They put up their house as a collateral. They take a loan. And then for like the last 10 years or so, like they build a swimming pool or they build an extension on the house or they go travel, whatever they do. And then they never pay it back. And then they die. And then their kids are stuck paying it. It's <laughs> my goal. And that's why yeah. Ryan has five kids. Yeah. <laughs> so he Split can... it between the five of you. It's not that bad. I, I like how when Moderna, no, uh, Pfizer first announced that uh, their vaccine was, was out and it was so-and-so percent effective, the Russians came out and said, oh, ours is better than that uh, almost immediately. I chance it. How bad can it be? Let's say that nine in 10 survived the Russian vaccine. I, I'll take those odds. We'll take those odds. Hey, that is a good uh, setup for talking about Russian roulette in in Money Plane. Too bad we we're not going to segue to that yet. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, uh, we need to. But, um, but instead of a six shooter, you're saying it's like a the, the magazine holds ten, or I guess the revolver would have 10, 10 bullets. I don't even know what a revolver actually is. What? What's the difference between a revolver and a pistol? A pistol is a shotgun, and a revolver is a pistol that instead of having a magazine that, that pops in and out, um, that's mm-hmm. semi-automatic, uh, a revolver has the, the bullets. It has a, a wheel thingy? Yeah, wheel thingy. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. a revolver. And so mm-hmm. you cock between, cock the gun between shots, pull the trigger, hammer goes down, bullet comes out, and it turns, and then you cock it again. I'm glad. You're just like Tim. Uh, I bas- right. this, this is basically what Tim would say. You, you do, you, the, 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 the thing does the thing and hits the, the firing pin and, and the bullet comes out the end. Let's get this show on the road, Chris. Okay. Um, 15, 14, 13, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Welcome to the SSEU podcast. Chris, do you want to do the intro today? Sure. Uh, 
we're doing a podcast today. It's called the SSEU podcast, and we would like to welcome you to our podcast. I'm here with Ryan in Austin, Texas. He is a bearded hipster. He likes horses and has lots of kids. Uh, Ryan, how's the weather? I think it's pretty good. It's It's pretty good. It's not 77. It's not commandeer your neighbor's dogs kind of weather. No, unfortunately, it's not. It's my favorite time of year. And uh, Rhett's going to be able to go swimming in your sister-in-law's pool. Uh, Thanksgiving is canceled. There is canceled. no Thanksgiving. There is no Thanksgiving. Nope. Nothing to give thanks for. The libs canceled Thanksgiving. They There's didn't. no Obama. They they tricked us. We thought it was a war on Christmas, but they started early and they said, <laughs> "Look, we can't win the war on Christmas, but if we pretend." have a war on christmas and actually do a war on thanksgiving they won't expect it that's actually what charlie kirk said the other day didn't he was that something um, like that was like what? libs hate thanksgiving yeah because something like, something something and it's a war on thanksgiving so yeah and oh. I, saw a, I saw a screenshot of him on his radio show and his hair was kind of messy and he had like a five o'clock shadow and someone said he looks like a, a Mets starting pitcher who gave up six runs and two thirds. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. what he looked like. Cause he the like, background, yeah. the background looks like, like a post-game interview background. Yeah. Thomas is, is it- in Sweden. Uh, Thomas, how is the uh, strategy? Can I just say that my day was going really well until you reminded me that Charlie Kirk is a thing. <laughs> I had completely forgotten about that douchebag. Well, I was I was listening to a, an old SSEU episode reminiscing about 100 episodes, and I heard the joke that uh, Ryan made that when you got excited that a girl was going to show you her CKs, and you were excited until you found out that meant her Charlie Kirks. Oh, yeah. PPUSA girl. That's fun. Thomas, how's Sweden? Oh, uh, Sweden's Sweden's great. Can we talk a little bit more about U.S. politics? Uh, because I have, uh, something I, I, want... I have questions first. I'm, I'm hosting and I'm definitely prepared to host. Thomas, uh, what time does it get dark in Sweden right now in Fallen? I would say about around four-ish. That's actually not that early. <laughs> no, I mean, I, we are 12 hours south of where my parents live. So okay. what time is it getting dark for your parents right now? One, one, one thirty. Okay, let's talk more about American politics. Right, let's because so I was I don't know I was scrolling on Twitter or Facebook or somewhere, and uh, I happened to stumble upon your governor uh, yeah. when she was doing an interview, I think, or something like that. And um, what's her name? Christine Noem. Christine Noem. That's her name. Uh, South Dakota's governor. Have you heard her talk? Yeah, she's my governor. <laughs> Ryan, have you heard her talk? I don't think so. No. Her voice is amazing. Like it's it's so so it's so seductive. It's I would punch her ballot, like immediately. Alrighty. It's almost up to JVL has mentioned this on I don't know which podcast, but has mentioned that it's the same thing with Tulsi. It's like I would co-sponsor a bill immediately. But like those two, Tulsi has a great voice. Don't they both do though? I think. Yeah, I I do kind of like Christie's. Uh, upper midwest accent um people call it the minnesota accent but kind of this mellifluous um yeah and i mean great. no one can say that i'm not bipartisan that's right well at the same time i don't Thomas, care do you think you could uh splice in maybe a little bit of christy right here i'm south dakota governor christy Nome. there's no place in america like south dakota 
Mount Rushmore, our country's enduring symbol of freedom, makes its home here for good reason. Because our state celebrates freedom like none other. And maybe a little bit of Tulsi right here. I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. Okay, so Chris, I understand that you recently had a birthday? I did, yeah. Uh, I also recently had a birthday. Ryan? A month ago. No, my birthday wasn't a month ago, Ryan. My birthday was last week. It was a, it was, it was a month and a day after mine. You have a, breaking news, guys. Ryan has a birthday too. Ryan, do you want to talk about yours as well? Did 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 we talk about that yet? I'm not sure no, we did. We Ryan, didn't. what did you do for yours? Did you invite? All, did you invite ago. all of Jack's friends over? <laughs> you know, we did something. I know Rose got me some stuff that I like. I thought you were going to say that and... you lost. I mean, this is a thing in the Kinney yeah, house. Yeah. I mean, Thomas. Thomas is a tech savvy dude. And oh. so he bought Jonah a gaming computer. Oh, Actually, he gosh. built, I'm sorry, he built Jonah a gaming computer. And how long was this gaming computer functioning until until Jonah spilled something on it and broke Ryan, it? Ryan, two months? Was it two months? I don't two think months? it was that long. I think it was like a month. <laughs> I think it was still January. It, might, it may have been early February. Yeah, and, what uh, did you say? He spilled, he spilled milk on it or something? What a way to go for a computer. I think it was just like it, it was. I can't remember. It could have been that, or I think it was just like a bottle of water, like the lid wasn't on all the way, and it just got just. Uh, well, the, the I mean, his loss sucks to be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Chris, what did you do for your birthday? I don't know. It was, a, it, was, it was a week ago. I my wife got me some stuff that I liked. Um, <laughs> we did some stuff. No, I'm kidding. We we ordered in. We um, I forced my kids to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. I used my birthday leverage for that. It's a good birthday. Oh, and a friend of mine, this is great. A really good friend of mine who uh, has a birthday like four days after mine. Uh, He bought me a CD. Thomas bought you a CD? No, this friend in town. So he he bought me a four pack of beer and he bought me a CD. But like, I I love what it says about like, yeah, like a four pack of like the tall beers. You never see a four pack of, they don't sell them at four packs of the tall cans. Did did he also burn the CD on his own? No, 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 no. Seems to me like he drank two of the beers and gave you. (laughs) He bought me. uh, Faces. Yeah, by a guy who, his name looks kind of Scandinavian. Nils Fram. Nils Fram. Danish or Dutch. I just love that his perception of me as as just like a luddite who won't get with the times, that like he, you know, and he doesn't even listen to this podcast, so he won't hear this. But on this podcast, I'm known for purchasing an HD, not an HD, a 4K player, and Ryan's like, haha, just get a, like I can't believe you have DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, and I like I'm not a guy who listens to CDs, but like I I've established myself enough in uh, my relationships that like people know that you have to buy me like weird things, not not a record, not a, I'm not a hipster. Like right, I was about like to the... say he he also knew that you're not cool or hip enough right. to actually do like because <laughs> because his birthday was Tuesday. And um and I got him uh I got him two records so I, I got him some vinyl uh, and he got me a CD it's great what? I like how yeah you, you can to listen to that CD on I haven't used the CD player in gosh I don't know a year two the problem is the buttons don't work very well sometimes you press a button and it does the opposite of what it's supposed to do there's something going on but I gotta find the remote car, right the car must have a CD player. Okay. Both our cars have CD players, yeah, and and so our car has has this has had the same CD in it for 
for years when I'm driving the car. So the van does a good job of switching between our phones on Bluetooth, but the car is a 2010. Um, so when I drive that oftentimes it's paired with Meg's phone and not mine. And if I know she's going to drive it like the next day and I don't want her to have to pair it, uh, the Bluetooth, I'll just listen to the CD. I'll just go. I've got Beethoven's sixth symphony, which is a great symphony. I'm moving. How was your birthday? Did you, did you get your, um, classic, uh, Swedish cake of, of, of whipped cream and bananas? but also a pizza with bananas and curry. So, um, so my birthday was on Sunday, but uh, on Monday I, I had ordered a pizza, uh, the pizza. <laughs> I had ordered a cake. Banana uh, pizza and a banana cake. And I, I walked by the bakery on my way to the office and I picked it up. And then during one of the fika breaks at work, we, uh, we, we enjoyed some cake. You took a big fika on the cake. No, what, but what kind of a cake was it? It's a classic Swedish whipped cream berry cake. They're delicious. I don't. They, you make fun you of this, still Chris, don't, but they you still have don't know banana what a cake is. <laughs> it's whipped cream and bananas, and it's a cake. Is there uh, any actual like cake in it? Cake. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's cake with a lot of whipped cream on it. Layers of layers. cake. Okay. And then tons of whipped cream on the outside, and the is layers cream are usually the layers. Between the layers. Of, okay. Well, when you say it's a whipped cream cake, like yeah. what? What was the cake? What kind of what cake? cake? What was cream cake? I don't know how to make this any clearer to you. I, that's not a cake. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is there's whipped cream instead of frosting, instead it's of like buttercream. That, that's what we call it, a whipped cream cake. But you also put fruit in there. Like, what about the cake, though? <laughs> what was the cake? <laughs> Who knows what that is? It's like something you just put in between so that you can layer the good stuff, like the berries and the banana. Okay. You have no idea what what flavor that was. Vanilla. I have no idea. Like, who cares? Almost just like JVL's ice cream thing. That's just there to like transport the berries to you. <sighs> Sounds like you never had good cake. This, this is fantastic. I I just love this podcast. Would be so boring if we didn't have a sweet on it because we get to hear all like the ridiculous sweet. So, uh, do you get each other presents for your birthdays, or do you like slap each other in the face? There are sometimes presents. The cake was my present to myself. But mostly just punches in the, in the crotch. No, what? why would you do it? Don't be absurd. Okay. You drank a lot over the weekend. Oh, uh, well, yeah. You had so friends. More about, so more about the weekend. So a friend of mine lives about 170 kilometers south of here. So he, uh, one of my How many centimeters is that? <laughs> well, you realize like that, that when you say things like 170 kilometers that no one's listening to the next thing you say because they're pulling out the slide rule so they can I have no idea. Like, that could be like like oh is that a football field or is that it's about two hours by car how about that so not a football field how many gallons is it how many cups are in a <laughs> kilometer anyway so he got here on friday around 4 30 uh, we went to the store to to get some some things which to would have meant he left about 2 p.m to get there by 4.30. Okay. I want to nail down his schedule just in case there was a crime. <laughs> I want to know where he was. Around 5 p.m. We're back here. We start in on the cider, the beer, the vodka. <laughs> yeah, is that it? Yeah, I think that's what we start Are you with. just looking at the lyrics of, of Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba? <laughs> no. No. So we pregame from like... Drink the cider to, drink. Drink Five to eight. Drink. And then around eight o'clock... Sings we a song that reminds him of the good probably times. probably should go eat something around eight o'clock. a song that reminds him of the better times. So we go to this fancy steakhouse in town. I had never been. I didn't know what, what to expect. Ruth Chris? Uh, how did you know? It's, uh, just, it's uh, just Ruth Chris. 
we got the SSU pod special. And but anyway, that was amazing. Uh, we uh, I think we ordered in a bottle of wine with dinner. After that, we uh, we went to a bar. Then when we were leaving that bar, we ran into some dudes on the street and they were just like having fun. I have no idea how old they were. They were like 19, 20. I don't know. Uh, but they wanted to go drinking. And we were, and they asked us where this one place was. And it was O'Leary's. Well, it's right over there. And so we joined them and we went there. Uh, had a couple of drinks. To my knowledge, I did not buy anyone underage a drink. And then after that, we uh, went to this last bar stop, uh, more like a pub. And we were there until close. Uh, picked up a chick, went back here, uh, had some more to drink. Uh, and then around, I don't know, 4.30, 5 a.m., uh, my friend and the chick, they really wanted to get it on. So I put them both in a cab and then I sent them to her place because there's no fucking way they're doing it here. And yeah, hmm. so it was... It was I don't a, know, your great, bathroom's kind of big. Great weekend for everyone involved, except maybe for my friend's girlfriend. Uh, but that's a different story. Anyway, and then cake on Monday. That's my weekend. Basically, but that sounds like the same as what Chris's birthday was. His wife I had, got in you know, something. He liked it. I had whipped cream, I had whipped cream on my on my birthday cake. I, I got a key lime pie instead of a birthday cake. But I didn't call it a cake. That's the difference. Just as gross. No pie. You like pie, key lime pie? Pie, pie is disgusting. A psychopath. Thomas, yeah. I believe uh, you have a remember when. Oh, I have a remember when. So I recently watched uh, a terrific movie on Netflix. Everyone, everyone can go see it. Uh, it's called... Now I'm forgetting the name in English. The Prince of Switch? Is That's that what it's weird called? Name? <laughs> now I'm forgetting the name in English. And it stars Thumbs up for that uh, movie? Uh, okay, The Prince of Switch is the name of the movie. Okay. The Prince of Switch. Uh, it stars Vanessa Hudgens. And you can never like you can never guess what the movie is about. I'm it's, guessing it's a, that a princess really wants to live a common it's a, life. It's a trading it's a trading places. Uh, scenario. Yeah, so it just turns out that that this baker. It's like from... a body swap movie, except without the body swapping. They just switch positions. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need to talk about that. We'll get to that. Uh, so Vanessa Hudgens plays this baker from I think it's New York City. Might be DC. Might be some other US city. And they go to uh, Bel- Belgravia, whatever that made-up country is called. And she meets the princess, uh, who is going to get married to the prince. And it just happens that they look exactly the same, and so they swap places. And I don't know. I took a nap how in the they, middle of the movie. How did they find an actress who looked just like Vanessa Hudgens? What are the chances of that? They rented in the Olsen twins. I, I bet what happened is that they found the actress before they wrote the movie. They're like... Whoa! There are two people that look just alike. We got to make up a movie about this. Just in the sequel, here. there's a third. There really? Are you yeah. kidding me? No. Yeah. Oh, it's, so you're being serious? Yeah, there's a there's third. There's a sequel to this and, movie, and there's yeah, two. and so they they go they so they decide they're gonna because they, they do this like switcheroo thing for fun now, I guess. Switcheroo, and, like one takes the poison and one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, there's a third, Vanessa Hudgens that knows what's going on but she's bad and she she's like uh trying to pull off some kind of caper to steal some stuff that she kidnaps one of the switchings switching vanessa hudgens and she takes her place like right when she switches back to be the princess and so okay so now i'm starting to wonder like what are the chances of three actresses looking just like i mean three people could definitely look just like the same well i'm sure that's the, the only the reason they made the sequel act. is they found a third and they were like well now we have to do a sequel <laughs> so okay so thomas you said you were watching it 
you fell asleep. Was this like a, a Vic falling asleep right away after watching? Moving on. Uh, earlier. Uh, oh, okay. So, Vanessa, okay. So, so it's, it, it's a joke about that. Okay. Gotcha. Do you remember where uh, Vanessa Hudgens had her breakthrough? Uh, high School Musical, right? Yes, that is correct. She broke through in uh, High School Musical. Have and by breakthrough, you mean the only thing that she's known for. <laughs> it's also been in that one movie, Sunny Likes. Oh, that's right. That's true. Um, okay. Well, right. Well, the, you know, the, the universally lauded film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's where she breaks through. Uh, she has, um, I was about to say an affair, but I guess she has a relationship with uh, Zac Efron during the High School Musical filmings. Uh, there are, this is pre-Swole Zac Efron. Youthful Zac Efron, I assume. Yeah. They, uh, how many high school musicals are there? Three, four? Well, th- it was a TV show, wasn't it? And then there were some movies. It was a documentary series. <laughs> no, but there are like three movies. Uh, there's a, there's a, she was in some other Disney stuff. Like she was a Disney star at some point. Uh, then, do you remember after she breaks through in Disney High School Musical, do you remember what she gets known for after that? Oh, I do. Dane Cook embarrassed her at, at the Teen Choice Awards, say, telling her um, phones are meant for calling. Okay, Boomer. Because she took a, a nude selfie of herself and that, that got leaked. Yeah, well, so, yeah, so in 2007, Vanessa back when that was is, Back when that was embarrassing, um, back before, you know, now, now it makes your career. In 2007, Vanessa Hudgens is 18 years old, leaked nude photos. She apologizes, says that she shouldn't have done that. That was, like, bad. She shouldn't have taken nude photos. In 2009, you know, you know what happens again? You know what happens again? There Same are more thing. leaked nude huh. photos of Vanessa Hudgens. And again, she says that she shouldn't have trusted people. Was Dane Cook involved with that one too? He wasn't involved with uh, He just made 2000... fun of her at an awards show back when phones were used for calling. Uh, fast forward 10 years to 2019. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens does an interview where she says that she dreams of working with Woody Allen. <laughs> In uh, which way? As an uh, actress or? Uh, why not both? In 2020, Vanessa Hudgens gets a new tattoo and posts about it on Instagram, where she has like 35 million followers or something like that. And she uh, she gets headlines because it's the first time that she sees this tattoo and she's looking at herself in a mirror or something. The headlines and the comments on social media afterwards was that she moaned too much at seeing seeing her own tattoo and that it it sounded too sexual. Do you guys remember that? You're saying like... On Instagram, she was doing like a live thing and she was moaning or she was like, it was the first time that she too saw her tattoo. But uh, did, like, did she, did she broadcast this? Yeah. And it was really, it was moany and weird. And then in March of this year, Vanessa Hudgens comments on the coronavirus pandemic. Do you remember this? No. I actually watched this live. Vanessa Hudgens does an Instagram live <laughs> where she is obviously high out of her mind and she is talking because Trump has just made this is uh, this is mid to late March so it's very early in the pandemic too Trump has made some speech about how it's gonna last until I don't know maybe even August who knows uh, Hudgens is very displeased about this and she makes some comments about how oh well we're all gonna get it I respect the virus but we're all gonna get it. I'm just I'm just gonna play the clip right here um, yeah, till July sounds like a bunch of bullshit. I'm sorry. But, like, it's a virus. I get it. Like, I respect it. But at the same time, like, even if everybody gets it, 
Like, yeah, people are gonna die. It's just terrible, but like, inevitable? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> Obviously, high as fuck. So that's, that's a brief Vanessa Hudgens biography. Right now, Ryan is burning with envy that he didn't come up with a segment like this because he loves to troll our listeners. He loves when we give our listeners things they don't ask for. And so, listener, you just heard <laughs> a timeline of Vanessa Hudgens' public career, uh, which you neither want nor ask for. You're welcome. Transition. I uh, wanted to share with our listeners this really cool thing, this innovation. We, we like to kind of cover the major news stories that, that occur in our world. I was reading that in France, they are testing this, this new idea on Netflix. I think we talked about this before, actually. So we should talk to our lawyers to see if we're in line to get some royalties from this idea. We should talk to our lawyers? Yeah, we should talk to our lawyers to see if we if we deserve royalties for this idea because Netflix has this great innovation in France and they're dealing with this issue. What is the biggest problem with Netflix? We talked about this. Thousands of things garbage. to watch, but you don't know where to start. And, and right now people are paralyzed by the choices they have right in front of them. So what they're doing in France is that they're testing this new idea of a pre-programmed feed of popular films series and documentaries and so on your netflix home screen there is uh something called direct netflix direct so you click this link and it chooses what you watch so here's a quote from the article in france people just want a lean back experience where they don't have to choose shows and you can even look ahead to see what's coming up in the next 24 hours there's i'm not sure what you'd call this but there's a guide of sorts That'll show you. Huh? Is it a physical guide? Is it like, can I? I don't think they, you, you might be able to print it out, but I don't think that that's a feature that's available in the, in mm. kind of this beta version. Okay. So you know what's coming up, but can you like choose between things that like, can you, if you don't want to watch nope. something, can you just like nope. fast forward? Nope. No. no. It's a live feed. I've never heard anything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's like there's a show and then a movie and then a show. You don't choose it. It chooses it for you, and <laughs> it's just whatever's on. You have to watch it, right? Unfortunately, there's there's only one stream of this. It would be really cool if someone would just bundle together. Oh, do like a streams. bunch of different. Yeah, I don't know what you. Or they call choose those, for you. Yeah, and you could like flip back and forth. Yeah, between them. If you're tired of like, one of the streams, you could just be like, "Let's try a different mm -hmm. one." Yeah, like, or if you don't want to see a part, oh, like, oh, I hate this part. You could flip, flip to something else. Yeah, or you could surf kind of between them, like this you, one you and could, that one. You could Netflix surf, yeah. Netflix surf, yeah. Uh, but do uh, do you have an idea if the the French have taken to this uh, this idea, this innovation? That's not clear, um, especially. Well, no, uh, it's Netflix. So this part this part is particularly stupid. This feature is only available in the web version. <laughs> so if you're using the app on your phone or streaming on your smart TV, you don't have access to this. So. You, so if you want the latest thing, on your laptop yeah, on your laptop or, or your desktop so you could just like unhook your desktop computer and move it into your bedroom <laughs> and like just set it on your bed if you want to you know check out what's on this stream and the french wonder why we call them freedom fries <laughs> from ridiculous things are brilliant in but uh poorly I would say poorly executed things in France. Thomas, uh, from, from this to uh, other things that's, that are going on lately, I think you've got some headlines for us. I do. So this first headline, let me just 
pull it up. Yes, I know I'm leaving Evernote. What's Evernote? Uh, so this is the headline from this is the headline from the respected, esteemed, prestigious British publication Daily Mail Online. The headline reads: School bans parents from throwing their children over its six-foot fence when they're running late. <laughs> and we think that they're cracking down on our freedoms here by making us wear a mask when we're in stores. I mean, in other countries, they're they're not. You have to like go all the way to the entrance. I like that this is also in France. I mean, obviously, the people who are dropping, throwing their kids off at school are also going to be the ones who are going to watch a live stream on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: I could see like a three or even a four foot fence. Like you can kind of lift your kid over, but a six foot fence, you're, you're, you're like throwing. Your <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what? They wouldn't even need a ban. They would just have seen how far they could go with it. Like, put some barbed wire on top of the fence, and yeah. they're still doing it. Yeah, race, keep Listen. racing it a little bit with, without them noticing. And then See, one day, they, this is the problem with free healthcare: is that when you when you have free healthcare, people just chuck their kids over the fence. They don't care if they get broken bones because healthcare is free. Absorb the impact. <laughs> Tuck and roll, tuck and roll. I assume that if this was if this was in the U.S., the parents would if if the kid got injured, the parents would just sue the school because yeah. it's obviously their fault for building a fence at that time. Why do you have razor wire there anyway? If if it wasn't six feet, he could have landed fine. Do you expect me to we, walk fifty feet to use the door? I I almost came to a complete stop. All right, Chris, I believe that you have a headline. I do. Yeah. Uh, so I was saw this article and this one I actually read. Because this, the headline was just so intriguing. I'm not sure we could come up with a topic less interesting than groceries. But this article really tried to sell that groceries and everything behind wholesaling and all that sort of thing. Uh, this tried to sell that this was interesting. So it said, here's the headline. Secret life, life of groceries shines a light on bounties. Dark side. So this is an article on, on a documentary. Bounty. On the dark dark side of bounty. Not the, not the quick quicker picker upper but like having the, bountiful the memes oh no no not oh. the quicker not the quilted quicker picker upper i'm talking about like bountiful like the fact that we are people of means and uh, so this is an article written about a documentary on the secret life of groceries and i'm just going to read a quote from from the article that just really amps up just the sinister nature of wholesaling and in grocers as a customer, this bounty all appears completely frictionless, like some suburban American birthright. Of course, from the inside, it is the opposite of frictionless. It requires tremendous power to maintain. And when you scratch the surface of that power, you realize there is something slightly menacing underneath it. If you scratch <laughs> further, you get suffering from our factory farmed animals to the many workers in our food supply chains. So if that's an intriguing paragraph, check out. Article: Secret Life of Groceries shines light on Bounty's dark side. I mean, we we have we have talked our fair share about Costco on this podcast, but we've never gotten into the dark side of Costco. Thomas, you have one more headline for us. I I, I wasn't able to actually rediscover the headline I first saw, but the story itself I find fascinating. So the story is that so you're just making up a story. No, I mean the story exists. Apparently, there was a pigeon recently sold at an auction. And the pigeon sold for one one point nine million dollars. Can you give us some more context, 
please? Yeah. Like what is this a live pigeon? It's a live two-year-old pigeon from Belgium <laughs> named a, New Kim. Do they not know that you could just like walk down the street in any major city and get as many pigeons as you want? <laughs> do they do they not know that that Ryan's hero is Mike Tyson and therefore Ryan on his roof has like a ton of pigeons? Ryan, Ryan, how much would you? sell one of your pigeons for i know they're valuable to you but you would probably part for part with one for far less than 1.9 million dollars yeah like 1.2 or 1.3 even it is uh, by far the most expensive pigeon sold in history and was (laughs) sold (laughs) yeah well the last one that held the record was sold at 1.2 oh come on (laughs) this one was sold to an anonymous Chinese buyer for $1.9 million. What is he doing with the pigeon? Like, I don't know. What why does, he, I, bats? Why does I, he need to be anonymous? What is he planning on doing with it that he doesn't want people to know? Ryan, I think you know. It's a sex pigeon. Anyway, that closes well, up. Thomas didn't say it was a sex pigeon. What are your pigeons for? That's that's false advertising. You should have said sex pigeon sells for $1.9 I was, okay, That. Well, that makes of course sense. it is. All right, so we get oh. some more stuff on our Evernote. Do we want to do that, or do we want to jump into Money Plane? Yeah, let's do a Money Plane, and then we do some Afterglow. So Ryan really wanted us to watch Tower Heist and talk about it on the show. We got confused uh, about the whole idea of of having a heist in a tower. We watched Money Plane instead, which is mm-hmm. basically the same idea. This equal yeah. to Money Train. Money train. Money train with Liam Neeson. Uh, uh, yeah, so- money plane. So, uh, does anyone want to give us a kind of a background or a re- review? Ryan, surely you do. Mm, I really don't. Ryan, did you learn about this movie from The Ringer? No. Oh, really? No. Why? Did they do an episode on it? Apparently, I was doing some research earlier, and there was like a Reddit thread where people mentioned that they talked about it on The Ringer, and that's why that's why they ended up watching it. I think a lot of people have talked about, I mean, this is, this is just ripe for conversation. I think yeah. how did they make it uh, or whatever that podcast is, how it got made. I think they did one. So anyway, so this movie came out this year. The subtitle is an explosive casino heist in the sky. It uh, stars Adam Copeland, Kelsey Grammer, Tom Jane, and, and uh, most of Denise Richards. It's directed by Andrew Lawrence. One of the things I saw when, when I just Googled it um, was like, I think I Googled the script. There was basically a joke that one podcast made. I think what came up was the script of a podcast, which I guess they do actually do transcripts of podcasts where they're like the film where they said, we have Kelsey Grammer for a day because clearly they had him for one day of filming and filmed yeah. all of his scenes in one day in one location. To to further set the stage, Money Train on Rotten Tomatoes. Money it train. Is- train. I love that we're going with this. Money Train. Sorry, sorry. The, sorry, the, the, the prequel, me. Money Train. How much did it make? It is- How much did Money Train make? Money car. Money handsome cab. It is 25% fresh among critics. So one in four movie critics gave it a thumbs up. <laughs> That's... Uh, among the audience, it is 41% fresh. So four out of 10 <laughs> people say this was fun. If you're feeling really good about humanity, uh, just remember that people are dumb and... <laughs> Because this this movie is is one that we watched simply I don't know what's the what's the word it's not hate watch it's just like um the, you just enjoy the ridiculousness of it I guess Ryan give yeah. us your favorite line so bad please. it's good Ryan give us your favorite line <laughs> hang on I'm not I gotta <laughs> do you, where Kelsey Grammer is telling 
Jack Reese, um, all the things that you can gamble on on the money play. <laughs> says, do you want to bet on a man fucking an alligator? <laughs> you can on the money play or something like that. But my, what do you? Which betting? raises the question. Which raises what, the question. What is the bet? <laughs> like, like, can he do it? Like, what is? Like, what are you betting on? Because you know, I like you expect him to say a man fighting an alligator. Okay, you right. can bet on a man fighting an alligator. A man. Fucking... What does it matter if it's a female or male alligator? Oh, good questions. That I would have. Like, can I you finish asked. before you get eaten? Is that the bet? That's yeah. that's a good. Hey, that's a bet. You, you know, like can he? Oh man, he got his foot, All but right. he. he <laughs> Uh, so, Chris, why don't you uh, expand on what this movie is about? What isn't this movie about? At the beginning, we meet Tim Miller, who is a robber, and he's going to rob a piece of art. And he's got this high-tech setup. He's got the man, the people in the van. He's got an earpiece in. And, I mean, right away, they notice that something's wrong. Why are there armed guards? Why are there guards with, with like, machine guns? And he's <laughs> At an art museum. And he goes into the building where, or the room that is supposed to have this, this painting they're supposed to steal. And the painting isn't there. But the guy in the van is like, no, it's there on the wall. I can see it. I'm looking at the video. Feed. I'm looking at the live feed. It's there. And you're not in the room. At which point they realize something's, something's up. So the guy. In the Why didn't gets, they just steal it when they put the video feed? So at which point the guy runs out and notices there's a tracker on his van. Uh, but but for some reason, the armed guards haven't descended on the van. But again, we shouldn't be poking holes in this movie because nothing makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, they they get away from this thing and we're given some exposition, finding out that Tim Miller is who's the leader of this gang is he's indebted to Kelsey Grammer's character. Right. That he has somehow bet. His name is Jack. Why do you keep saying Tim Miller? That's, what is going on? That's not Bulwark writer Tim Miller. He's got a man. Oh. <laughs> you're, that actor isn't Tim Miller? Uh, I had no idea what you were doing. I was like, Yeah, I was doing the like, fuck does he keep saying Tim Miller? I understand something here. Is that you that's are not Tim idiot. Miller? You're an idiot. What, what's his name? <laughs> Jack Reese. Okay, so Jack Reese, man bun guy. He's the head of this, but he is in debt to Kelsey Grammer. I forgot that Jack Reese had a man bun. <laughs> he's in debt to Kelsey Grammer because apparently he bet big on, like, he's a heist guy, right? Just your typical heist guy. He's got his crew. Well, Kelsey Grammer bought his debt. He bought his debt. But like, apparently it's, it's, we're given this big exposition dump where uh, Kelsey Grammer (laughs) bought his debt. And now this guy owes Kelsey Grammer forever. And Kelsey Grammer set up this heist to be a failure so that he could get the Tim Miller guy. I don't, Jack Reese. He could get him to do an even bigger heist. Sure. Listener, are you following? Yeah. The money play. (laughs) And at which point he explains the money plane that you could bet on anything, including a man having conjugal relations with an alligator, mm-hmm. whatever that means. At which point uh, man bun is like, that's impossible. That's ridiculous. How do we heist a plane? And they're like, there's a billion dollars of crypto again, raising the question. Wait, have you said what Kelsey Grammer's name is? Yes. No, I've this is the best name. part about the movie. Darius no. Emmanuel Crouch the third but his nickname isn't what does he say people call him because you're like he says people call me you assume people are going to say call call him the grouch like dg3 Um, i would think i mean this very this had very much the quality and energy of 
of the Sharktopus versus Terracuda. It's about that quality of just writing and acting. Do we want to go scene by scene, or we, do we just want to pick out a few of the crazy, batshit, insane things about the movie? I mean, I don't we, think we need to go scene by scene, but we could walk through a little bit. All right. Well, so I mean, so t- so so Man Bun is like, no, that's impossible. That's impossible. But then changes his mind and is like, well. Oh yeah, I mean, just the terrible dramatics of of him being like that's impossible. But and then like Kelsey Grammer opens a laptop, and like there's a like, load screen, and then what's what's on the laptop? A picture of his wife and child. Because it's not subtle at all, and he doesn't even have a, a frame. He's just like, here's a picture of your wife and daughter. Yeah. And okay, and then he's like, here's a duffel bag. It has everything you need. I mean, the, like there's no attempt to do any. And uh, then he he has to he convinces his team. And then what he gets to spend one last night at home before he leaves in which he's like wrestling with his daughter, his wife, Denise Richards says like, I wish you didn't have to leave. And he's like, yeah, me too. What are your thoughts on Denise Richards in this movie? Let's just say, I, I believe that aging ought to be a natural thing. There's nothing wrong with growing old. We all, we all are growing old and she has so much Botox in her face. (laughs) She could probably what, still be a beautiful woman. What, what would you guess her age is? Price is right rules. 44. 47. Ah, closer. 40, 49. Okay. Uh, Sandra Bullock's what, like 59? And she's beautiful. Well, I'm sorry, Ryan. I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Probably 56. I remember Something where. About Denise, I don't know. Tom Jane, Tom Jane shows up. And uh, it's somehow in the middle of the wait, first he's he because we like foreshadowing, he reads his daughter Robin Hood, but then at, in the middle of the night, Tom Jane breaks into his into his house and uh, he almost shoots him, but then they're like, Oh, let's go like hang out outside. And it turns out that they were in the Air Force together or something, but Tom Jane won't come because he's afraid of planes. <laughs> Yeah, because we have exposition dumps like, oh, you're afraid of planes. That's weird coming from the youngest major general in the Air Force. (laughs) Yes. And so he's just like, well, stay here and look after my family. And then they talk about how, like, Jack Reese, like, apparently the thing that got him in trouble is that he was a great poker player. But then (laughs) he was like, he was like such a great, great poker player. But apparently he bet way too much on one hand that he lost. And because he lost one hand, like he, that, he's that owned ruined, by Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, like and, and and like he doesn't trust his instincts anymore. And I'm just like, great poker players like understand like math and that you're gonna lose big hands. And he's like, he's like, ah, oh, that one hand. He he never lost a big hand before that. He pulled, He went like all in on one. He went all in. Yeah. And by all in, like I will be your slave if I lose. Basically, I get, apparently that was part of it. Like, all right, look, I don't have the cash to cover this, but what about? <laughs> he's like, I got a pair of nines. I'm going all in. So so here's a question for you guys. Do you know? where anything is located. Do you know where the art museum is? <laughs> do, do you know where the plane is? Except for like in the sky or whatever. Like, do you know where the plane is? Planes fly in the sky, Thomas. Planes fly in the yeah. sky. What? I mean, so, so it's the, the, there's no, you're not allowed to know where anything is. And I, I was reading the Wikipedia and I think I know the, like... reason why. <laughs> the reason why. The reason why is the following. They were planning to shoot the movie in Romania and Toronto. The, the Wikipedia page says, quote unquote, that was unworkable, which probably means they didn't have enough cash. So they ended they up definitely shooting. definitely didn't have enough cash. 
They ended up shooting it in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. <laughs> that film capital of the South. And they definitely didn't get to shoot on an airplane or a set. Like, because the money plane is just hotel rooms <laughs> that are yeah, just... I, I looked, I looked, I, I, I was reading a Ringer article and they asked the question, why does the money plane look like a Ramada Inn? <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to yeah. like the richest people in the world right. and, it, and it's like a cheap hotel. And, yeah. It, it looks uh, like a hotel where you pay by the hour. Yeah. So, uh, so I love that they, they go to like the money plane terminal. I don't know where this would be right. uh, where, where they have security. They're like, put your weapons here. And like, <laughs> cause I every guess, bad guy has a weapon. Right. And like, isn't the idea that like they, somebody says something about how like they do this in the sky because like, cause it's international airspace where it's yeah. <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> they couldn't take a boat like a mile off the shore. Yeah. I don't, it, but it's all, but like it's still all illegal. <laughs> no matter where they did this, <laughs> I don't understand. Right. Like because like why there's video we, feeds. There's video right. feeds of the illegal that's, stuff happening elsewhere. Yeah, the illegal stuff is actually happening on too. on on, on the, oh, it's on a different plane. <laughs> this is like also, when they like drop a guy into like a alligator pit or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's in the sky too. Yeah, they've just got I a bunch just, of planes circling. I just love how it's called. The money plane terminal. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you need you need to find it. That's what you type into Google Maps. Like so, Jack. <laughs> so Jack talks to his team, and he gets um the woman on his team. He gets her. He's like, I got you a job as a stewardess on on or a flight attendant on the money plane. Like it's okay. crazy. They had zero background checks. Yeah, he has to take the tech guy on the plane with the guy who's normally on the ground. Because they need to hack the server on the plane, so you, you have to hack take the him. internet to get to steal the cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> a billion dollars in crypto. <laughs> the girl on the team, who's the, who's the flight attendant? Did you see when they're like, "We need your gun too"? Do you see yeah. where she pulled her gun out of? <laughs> yeah, she's got this really short skirt. She reaches like up the front and and produces a gun. Did you guys not see this? Are you saying it was upper? I don't know where it was, Thomas. I'm just asking questions. And so here's the thing is, is everyone on the plane is super rich, but also a criminal. What what do criminals like to do? They love to brag about their crimes. And so this one dude is like, uh, so so uh, the protagonist is is pretending to be a human trafficker. And this other dude's like, human trafficking? That's like the number three crime between behind drugs and arm de- arms dealings. Yeah. Like, is this, like, what does he mean by like number three? Like, is this by volume? Is this units moved? Is this total dollars? Because he's, he's a human trafficker. Number two was drugs and then arms was number one yeah right and he's like i'm an arms dealer you know i'm Obviously. my dad my dad was an arms dealer and i'm an arms dealer. <laughs> my grandpa yeah and then and all this he, guy wants to do is talk like crime stats right yeah they talk about how like oh we know you sold uh like uranium to iran or something like that and he's just like yeah and you also sold chemical weapons to i can't remember who it was but he was all he was very proud of it. In other so, words, these are really bad guys, but also so, like sexual predators. Like they really want to bang the, the stewardess. <laughs> so are, are we, uh, are, are we getting to a uh, Kelsey Grammer's turn? Am I used to No, I think wrong? we got to talk a little bit more about what goes on in the money plane. Like at first there's well, like at, at the Ramada Inn. Yeah. It appears there's only 12 people on board that, that they explained like the rules to like, 
Uh, there's a lot of rules for, yeah. for, for this money plane, for, for this this just chaos. And they demonstrate the rules at one point, like half an hour later, by like the guy in charge, like just shoots a guy dead. And then you right. see that he's got because like a card he, tucked up his sleeve. There's, no a, there's a zero tol- tolerance policy on cheating. Like they'll shoot you in the head. They'll ask questions later. He uh, shot him in the head, then checked and make sure. Yep, he did have a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was there was a card here. Isn't that just like voting in the U.S.? Should be like when you when you turn in your illegal ballot, they shoot you in the head. <laughs> they've got they've got like these these bracelets and a wand that they like zap the bracelets to take your money. So we find out that there's basic gambling. The guys like the one guy's like, I need to find the cockpit. As he's walking to find the cockpit, he sits down to play like twenty minutes of cards. Right, <laughs> because he, they, they've, they've got a they've got a they've got to take over the cockpit, and their plan to take over the cockpit was to simply make a noise outside the cockpit <laughs> to where the the pilot comes out, and then they punch him, and then they take over the plane. But he does that, and he's like gets choked by the other he just like walks in he as was, he's he like was, safe he was he's not like, expecting a co-pilot, a co-pilot. <laughs> not expecting a co-pilot. <laughs> and he's like, he literally says out loud he says like a fucking co-pilot and as the he's co-pilot fighting, is a giant yeah and he's fighting him and the plane's like diving and like and and <laughs> <laughs> at one point the co-pilot is using the throttle is like he's got he's got jack pushed over the seat and he's using the throttle to like pull the throttle back and hit jack in the face with the throttle rather than like like how hard can you even pull that thing like rather than like bashing his face into it he's pulling it toward him <laughs> and the plane's just going up and just, down just going all over the place like drinks are spilling but but the uh... <laughs> But like the guy in charge, the guy who shot the guy for cheating is like, don't worry, we have the best pilots. Don't yeah. worry. Like, <laughs> and people are like, then why are we like diving? So don't worry, we have the best pilots. We're not going to check on them. We have the um, best pilots. Who was that guy? That guy was, was that, is that Joey Lawrence? I'm not sure. It was. Another scene I loved is uh, when the tech guy, while the other, while man button goes to go take over the cockpit, tech guy finishes up playing poker, wins a bunch of money. And then they're like, let's, let's play roulette next. And so they bring out a, a red tablecloth and he's like, oh, well, why is the tablecloth red? And they say, oh, it's easier to clean up. <laughs> and then they proceed to play Russian roulette. Now, here's my question. Here's my oh, question. Is, it is, it, is that true? Is like, is it easier to get blood out of a red tablecloth? I guess it doesn't matter as much. I mean, either way, if someone like is he talking about like during the event? Because like either way, no matter what color the tablecloth is, it's gonna get stained. It's you're gonna have to just replace the tablecloth. Yeah, it's that the tablecloth has served its purpose. And so uh, they argue about who is gonna go because uh, the Mister Mister McGillicuddy, who is on Jack Reese's team. He has to play Russian roulette. Uh, he apparently he accidentally challenged, and you can't back out. I guess N- no, but somehow he tricks the cowboy guy into going first. <laughs> he really wants to go first, and the cowboy he says, "I can't lose." And of course, he puts the gun up under his mouth and blows his head off. Meanwhile, uh, Kelsey Grammer, uh, because they're paying him for the whole day. They got to get him in on the movie. So he like he calls just to troll the team. So he calls man, but he's like, how's it going? Like, how's my money? And the guy's like, just let me do my work. And like, he's just like trolling. There's no purpose to these calls except to, to be a jerk. Uh, so I want to get to, I want to get to the drones. Yes. 
And uh, I, I want to ask important questions like, can drones hold guns? <laughs> so uh, Kelsey Grammer is covering all of his bases, okay? So not only has he set this up to fail, just like he set the last heist up to fail, which they find out, but um, the guy on the ground who's receiving the transmission, because that's how this works, is they're going to, they're going to download the cryptocurrency and transmit that to the ground. Kelsey Grammer sends in like a strike team to kill that guy to cover his bases. Tom Jane is like, I got this covered. And you, I assumed he was going to like drive in and like shoot them. Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> he flies a drone, a drone that wields a pistol and managed yeah. to- It's shoot. like a pistol hanging from a drone. And he's just like just, knocking off these guys. Just boom, yeah. boom, boom. Well, and all while drinking beer and like yeah. obviously like drunk. Like an Xbox controller. And he's like, <laughs> like shooting these and you see like this like shot of like uh what would it be called? Like thermo imaging of like him getting these perfect headshots from a drone, from a handgun hanging from a drone. So when they learn of Kelsey Grammer's uh, I'm I'm sorry, what what's his full name again? When they learn of Emmanuel, Darius Emmanuel Grouch. The, the third. thirds. When the they third. learn of his deception, and uh, they they like have the money, what what do they decide to do with it? Give it away. Do you <laughs> remember? Do you, do you remember the Robin Hood earlier that he was yeah. reading his daughter? Yeah. yeah. They risked their so, lives. They, they said this thing was crazy. It was it was ridiculous to try. They risked their lives, and now they don't want even a bit of that billion dollars of crypto or the cash. They don't want the cash either. There's millions of dollars of cash. They don't want that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so what, what do you guys think? So I guess the main question here is also Tom Arnold was originally cast to, to play the cowboy. Is this movie so bad it's good or is it just so bad it's bad? It's really bad and really cheap. I mean, but there's parts of it that are fun. Like that, that I don't know. I don't think it's so bad. It's good. I think it's. I think it's more just like kind of like a car wreck. Like you're just like. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't understand like why they even went forward. Like, like if they were this cash strapped, because you don't get any. It's not like it's not like one of those like Sharknado movies or one of the, where they have like where they actually like have some money and you know, do some ridiculous effects and stuff like this, that the, this is just like, it's almost like a student film with big name stars in it. So I just want to, be, so David Shoemaker of The Ringer said that this movie is like, if the Fast and the Furious and Sharknado had a baby and put it up for adoption and it was taken in by the Lawrence family and raised as the younger brother of Joey, Matthew and Andrew. So the inspiration for the movie, according to to the writers, can, can you guess which two movies they were inspired by? Uh, Tower Heist? No, and not, not Money Train either. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven is one. Con Air is the other. Okay. Chris, so bad is good? I didn't hate watching it. It was entertaining. It was funny. Uh, I do have a comment about Kelsey Grammer's acting uh, and just the choices he made. He takes himself very seriously, but somehow for some reason decided to be in this movie. And yet he had no delusions that this was a great movie. He knew what movie he was in, mm -hmm. but he also didn't want to ham it up. He was just like, I'm going to do my kind of, you'd think you'd have had fun with the role. And he, he, he kept it. Yeah. I mean, like he, he didn't, it seemed like he was uh, like really trying to take it seriously. Like he was a little bit over the top, but not as much over the top right. Right. as like he could have been with, 
as ridiculous as you would expect it for for pretty much any other bigger actor who would just be like you know what i'm gonna do this i'm just gonna yeah just gonna ham it up and have fun with it right so so i have i have three things the first is we have talked about this before obviously people who are in this kind of movie they, they must know that it's a crash garbage movie right like they have to know yeah, what yeah. they're doing i don't i don't remember which movie we were talking about where it was obvious that one of the actors in it thought that it was a serious movie which one was the, i don't remember but like, Pretty much every bad movie all... that we've watched there's always one <laughs> yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. one of things that actually like serious well yeah uh, like I don't know if Tom Jane knew that this was a ridiculous movie because he seemed he seemed to be taking himself pretty. I serious. don't know when he was like shooting guys with the drone. He was, <laughs> you could tell that he was just like, eh, I love but, you but, doing this. But, but Ryan, you mentioned that it didn't seem like they had a set and that they weren't shooting at an actual plane or whatever. Uh, I was reading earlier online. It turns out that they were building the set as they went. So while while they were like they were filming over there in that corner, they were building the set down over, over there. there. What? <laughs> the construction workers are pounding because yeah. like all and, the windows of the of the plane are always closed. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, like, you I never mean, when, see the sky behind. No. No. When you have to when you have to move your production from Romania to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I, I guess that happens. Well, we're starting to run out of time. We would love hey, for you to line. join us. Oh, I thought I was hosting. Oh, yeah, you are. Go ahead. We're starting Go to on. run out of time. Um, if you've lit a candle, you should not blow it out. Stick around. Don't stick around. I'm sorry. We're sticking around for some afterglow. You should subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. Give us your money, and we'll give you the afterglow. Sounds good? Bye. Bye.